this week's episode, we've got a handful of unexpected twists to share. From the cool spin on humanity in Twin Worlds, to the realistic relationship depicted in Strange Adventures, to Ablaze Publishing sticking it to the mouse. It's all happening now on Cover B. Welcome back, everybody. Execute episode 66. <laughs> that weirdo is Chris. I, and I'm T, as always. Yeah, so I uh, I titled this episode, episode 66, and I was like, I'm going to do that, <laughs> and it'll be good. I was, I was about to ask, like, how long have you had that planned in your I've back been, pocket? I've been sitting on it all morning. <laughs> you got really excited about it, didn't I, you? I did, yeah. It was good. You, you, you pushed it through well i'm impressed you. with yeah. your impression i can't do impressions worth jack diddley so anytime you pull out like a new impression i didn't know about i get really excited which one did i do the other day oh, I, I, I dropped one like randomly it was one of those ones oh it was the winnie the pooh voice oh yeah yeah it's one of the ones where i can only do like one thing one part of it occasionally you know what it I mean? was so good though it was so good all of a sudden he drops like an oh bother and i was like oh <gasps> Excuse you, yeah. Mr. Pooh Bear Man. This is Mr. Pooh Bear. Excuse me. I was unprepared. He does that all the time, though. We'll be in the car and like we'll be talking about something and all of a sudden he'll just drop an impression on me. And I'm like, where the hell has that been? Why didn't I get to know about that one? I don't it's know. It's a bull. <laughs> it's a bull that you can just like manifest this stuff. I can't even do accents. I have British and Russian and that's it. I can't even, I can't do like Scottish or Irish. I am 33% Irish, like ancestry.com, full blood proven. Yeah. And I can't, nope, not even close. Well, we got a buttload of comics to talk about, so let's go ahead and dive on All in. All right, yeah, that too. Comics, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, so starting off, uh, this one's been hyped for quite a while. Uh, Strange Adventures number one from DC. Oh, yeah. Uh, written by Tom King with art by Evan Shaner and Mitch Gerards. Um, no, it's a really cool concept. It's so it focuses on Adam Strange, um, which similar to Tom King's Mr. Miracle role is a character that really hasn't gotten a lot of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Around around the DC world. Right. Um, and. Yeah, it's just it's it's a cool book. It's told in like two kind of simultaneous narratives. So like we've got Evan Shaner doing the art for these segments that take place on uh, this planet. What is the name of the planet? Ran on Ran or Ron. I think it's Ran. Ron. It looks like Ran. Burgundy. Um <laughs> And then you have Mitch Gerard's doing the art for kind of Adam Strange right now. He's being celebrated for his time on on Ran fighting in a war there. But then some stuff kind of comes up, complicates things. Right. Um, and it's cool. It's a cool book. I'm I'm really feeling this. It's it's got that sort of tone and like intensity that feels like. It's going to be Man. one of those books like. One of those books that really is impactful and like leaves a long standing. 
influence on mm-hmm. comics. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it has that tone where like you're reading it and you finish the first episode or first issue and you're like, man, this is gonna be like one of those books. <laughs> it's gonna be one of them. I'm gonna be talking about that book. Yeah, I agree. I um, you know, in the build up to this, there was a lot of speculation. Like, oh, is you know Tom King going to strike twice you know what i mean like is he going to be able to get another mr miracle out and i think he's got a really good kind of setup to do that right um like i think there's a very solid chance that this turns out to be another like astounding critically acclaimed book you know what i mean um so i yeah i'm hopeful this is definitely like a top suggestion for me like this is definitely like something that people should check out a hundred percent it's a cool I I really, this is also kind of random, but I really enjoy the dichotomy of his wife Mm -hmm. in the book because in between the two stories, like, it shows him, but he kind of seems very consistent between the two stories. But in between the two stories, you go from her being, like, this damsel princess to being, like, his entertainment manager. Mm -hmm. Like, the one, like that's on the phone booking his interviews and yeah. like managing his speaking engagements and stuff like that. And it's just super interesting to me because I totally get that. Like it feels like the difference between the beginning of a relationship. And then like, after you've been married a while, mm. like you go from like, Oh, we're so in love and everything's about the romance to like, okay, well we got to get business done. Tom King's always been really good at, kind of covering that behind closed doors relationship too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that, you know, like you take these big time people like Batman and Catwoman, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, um, Adam Strange, and I don't know her name. Um, <laughs> I'm horrible with names in real life. I'm just as bad in fake life. Maybe um, worse. And yeah, and you take these two people and you... Uh, you know, you can show the parts of the relationship that's like, ooh, romance and yay. But like anyone who's been in a relationship knows that there's like we go home and kick our shoes off and watch TV moments. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And Tom King has always really done a really good job kind of depicting those just kind of like casual in between the romance and the passion moments with these people. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. got a lot of that in Mr. Miracle, like the relationship between uh, Scott Free and Big Barda were like was like amazing. It was it was really well done. That's awesome. Um, And he's doing it again here. Like he's showing just a really like strong relationship without having to like depict it as this like endless like font of passion all the time. You know what I mean? It's realistic being like eventually you get to a point where the other person's just an extension of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just kind of live your life, but in tandem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it felt very organic. It did. And yeah. that, I love that. I like that even though, and I thought that was really interesting too, because she, she's not from Earth. And so you wouldn't necessarily assume she gets the like customs of it, but like she sees a necessity because Adam's not going to be able to handle like all of his publicity crap by himself. And so she just you know, assumes that position that like that stage wife role 
and she does it so beautifully, but it doesn't like show any animosity between. I don't know. It's just like a really interesting depiction. And I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to call that out. Yeah, I definitely think, like I said, this is one that people need to make sure they get. Uh, It's a 12 issue mini. uh, So if you can dedicate for 12 issues, you're bound to have a pretty awesome story. Yeah, definitely. Next one on my list was a book called Twin Worlds. Neat. Um, so this is by Rami Alashkar. Ashkar. And Ash. I, I had to. Car. I wanted to make sure I could say it before I like stuttered over it. And then I stuttered over it because I'm good at that. Um, An art by Jethro Morales. Um, I, I, I'm going to preface this by saying that the book itself is okay. Um, it's not the best book I've ever read. It's not breaking boundaries, I suppose. Um, but I wanted to talk about it because the concept behind it is so cool. It's just really cool. Um, the premise circles around, um, this planet, this like dimension of people who kind of live in like a warlord type environment. It feels very like, like medieval era, like warriors and kings and warlords and stuff like that. And I, they basically see like a breach happen in their universe and breachy. They get invaded. Mm-hmm. Here's why this is a cool book. It takes place a, a ways into the war, like mm-hmm. decades into the war between them and this opposing force. And the opposing force is Earth. Ooh, okay. Very rarely, in my opinion, do we see stories where Earth is the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love. Like, it kind of remind me of that essence that came from strayed that title about the like woman and her cat being used for profit by earth Mm -hmm. um which was oh my god that book i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry (laughs) don't think about it don't do it back it up back it up okay i'm out i'm out i'm fine um but it kind of had that same essence where like hey humans can be Mm douchebags and humans have very specific goals that often makes us douchebags. And I really enjoyed how, like, in this scenario, a breach to another dimension opened up and we just happened to be more advanced than them with more technology and more, like, stuff. And so our instinct was like, well, screw that. We're going to war these people. And it's interesting because they talk about it like, oh, yeah, this guy's like, you know, these these people aren't valuable. These people aren't worth it. Like, at one point, they're talking about, oh, my God, but that's going to kill, like, a thousand civilian lives. And the dude's like, excuse me, we lost, like, ten civilian lives. Don't you think we're more important? Like, mm-hmm. very us versus them. Very, oh, they're just, like, natives. They're, they're, they're not worthy. They're not, like, important. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like, the story itself is okay. The writing is okay. It's not bad, Mm -hmm. but I just love the concept of earth being the bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. I love the concept of humans being the assholes. Yeah. Because so rarely is it like when it's an invasion story, so rarely is it us being the douchebags, but we absolutely have the capability. Yeah, fair. So that's why I wanted really to cool. shout out that book because it's just it's a neat it's a neat twist on the standard like there's a hole open and the portal and the dimensions and there's an invasion like that's so that's that's played. But like we're the invaders. <laughs> yeah, we're invading, man. We can do it. And so that's that's a cool that's a cool play. That's cool. Yeah. It's from a company that we don't get to talk about often, too, because it's from Action Lab. Yeah. And, you know, we're not on here being like, so I read the new zombie tram. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That's how I felt last week, too, reading con- when I got to talk about conspiracy, because mm-hmm. we don't typically get to talk about Xenoscope. <laughs> yeah. Xenoscope is not normally comic appropriate. Did you see those bazongas? Exactly. That's not normally an opportunity, but I get to read. I'm Huge like, hunk of hunk of <laughs> I'm fully allowed to like, I, I always tend to like dig deep and go into these like weird side indie off the radar books because mm. I'm like, that sounds neat. And so it's just neat when I get one from like one of these, you know, Companies that typically puts out not family appropriate books. Yeah. So, haha. But yeah, this one's pretty good. I, I like the I like the concept. And it's not like I said, it's not that the art or the writing is bad. It's just not like mind boggling. And the like mm-hmm. actual plot of it seems very like, yep, that's a thing that happened. Yep. That's a thing that's going yep, on. Oh, yep, oh, that yep. sounds about right. Like, right twist. Oh, oh, like, yep. it all sort of lines up. Mm-hmm. But it's just Earth's a bunch of D-bags, and I like that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's That sounds cool. Um, I wanted to talk about one, and to be honest, this one is mainly... I want to talk about it because I find the story around it really interesting. Um, not that I'm not recommending it. It's just honestly not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, I think it would be the cup of tea for a lot of people, uh, but it's just not my, and this particular character has never really been my kind of thing. Okay. So I'm excited now. We're, I, w- I want to talk about, uh, the Chimerian queen of the black coast. Number one. Now, for those of you who know, your comics, I guess, a little at least. Um, you might recognize Chimerian as what Conan the Barbarian is. Oh, He's okay. A Chimerian. So this is a Conan book. Okay, so new Marvel book then? It's not a new Marvel book. It it's is not from, a new Marvel book. It is from Portland, uh, Portland headquartered company, Ablaze, who've been putting out a lot of really cool shit. They've got Unsacred from Merc Andolfo. They've got uh, Gung Ho, Kid Z. We've talked about a lot of their stuff on here. But, 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 um, but Chris. Yes. And that's. <laughs> so but. the big question is, how are they able to print this when Marvel has the license? The mouse for is going to come for their house. Conan, Conan. <laughs> and there was. It's true. There was actually a bit of drama and I think Bleeding Cool reported on it. A few other people did as well. Where Diamond actually got a cease and desist from the Conan company, telling them, do not sell these comics. 
Um, and so for a while there, this wasn't going to come out. Right. But it appears that, that makes sense. They won the litigation. Um, and so I, I dug deep and did some research and it's really kind of interesting. So Robert E. Howard is the guy who originally wrote all the Conad stuff. OK, uh, he wrote various stories that popped up in Weird Tales magazine in the late 30s. OK, um, up until the point where he eventually, unfortunately, committed suicide. Um, a lot of debate around this guy, like there's a lot of biographers that do kind of different looks into his life. But that's not why we're here. What's interesting is that there are various um, like, I guess, trademark things and like copyright things never got put forward. Oh. And so in the U.S., a bunch of his stories went to public domain, I believe, in the 60s. And oh. that includes a bunch of Conan stories. However, in Europe, every Conan story is public domain. Oh. So there have been companies that have been kind of just free to use these Conan stories, even though Dark Horse had the Conan rights for a while. Now Marvel has the Conan rights. There's a whole Conan company that owns the trademark. Um, these companies have, in Europe, have been able to just kind of freely print these stories, even under the Conan title, because there's not that restriction over there. Interesting. Um, now, how are we getting stuff published here? Well, the, the stories that are being published are actually just being translated. Ablaze is just translating stories that have already been printed in France from a company called Glenat. Maybe Glanet, because it's French. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. And so they've already published these stories. And the, the premise of these stories is that they're how Robert E. Howard originally intended them to be. They're uncensored, they're gritty, they're sexual, they're violent. Um, they're definitely that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what they're doing effectively is that they're translating over any of the stories that Glenet has already published that are also public domain in the United States. And in order to not infringe on and I won't get into a hefty like trademark versus copyright kind of conversation. Right. But, you know, the problem is if they were to bring them over and print them under a Conan banner, they would run into trademark issues because Conan, the Conan company owns the trademark to the Conan brand. So that they're calling it, but they don't have. I guess technically the copyright over like the Conan character, you know what I mean? Because there's apparently okay. some like um, Ablaze, the guy in charge of Ablaze actually like at some point referenced some like previous legal thing that came up like years back. Also related to Conan, I think um, that, you know, justified. Can you use characters from a public domain story huh. in a different story? Um, and I guess the decision was yes. Um, huh. so he referenced that. So that's why they're able in the book. He's referred to as Conan. It's definitely Conan. He's Conan, the barbarian Conan, the chimerian. Like he was, he makes references to being King Conan at one point. You know what I mean? Like huh. it's all there, all the Conan's there, but the way they're able to tell this story is because it's a reprint or an adaptation of a Robert E. Howard story that is public domain 
in the United States. And then they just name it the Chimerian so they don't run into trademark issues with the Conan brand. That so is literally fascinating. They weaseled their way in this canal of like not even legal loopholes, just like knowing, knowing the legal the system yeah. and like the trademark system, the copyright system so well that they were like, this fits. And they just navigated that path, never deviated into anywhere where litigation could happen. And the Conan company and Disney and Marvel are just kind of like, well, got to let this happen. Is there like I have to ask, is there like a lot of boob and like there's actually no boob? Oh, OK. There's a few sex scenes. So, you know, like I said, not really my cup of tea. I I don't really like I don't get Conan and I never really have That's even fair. in Marvel. Um, I do read like Savage Avengers and I read his like Conan crossover stuff because I think him interacting with the Marvel Universe is funny because they kind of treat him like he's an oaf. Um, <laughs> fair. Because he's I mean, he's exactly what if if you have the basest knowledge of Conan, you understand Conan completely. Yeah. Like if, if you ask anybody who's like heard of Conan, hey, what's Conan all about? They're going to be like, oh, you know, he's like really rough and he like likes to have sex with beautiful women and likes riches and likes to drink. And that's pretty much it. There's just not a lot of depth in this character. But I mean, it was written for like pulp magazines that like aired on the pornographic back in the 30s. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's what it was here for. It was for dudes to read stories about some big muscly guy, like whipping women into his arms and slaying evil sorcerers and stealing all the riches. And it's just like there's there's not a lot of depth to Conan, so I've never really got him. It's never been my cup of tea. But I know a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that kind of like action movie, like you don't need a lot of like character development. You just understand that this guy's a badass and he's going to keep being a badass. And that's just how it is going to go in. Um, and you know, that was all definitely here. It was definitely felt like a very old fashioned. Yeah. Conan story. Um, and you know, the art was really cool and it, there's a cool lore and cool kind of mythology around Conan, which is fun. Uh, I've just never really been that into the character, but I really wanted to talk about this because I really liked the whole story around it of this company just kind of like navigating the system. That's really cool. hundred percent. Yeah, I I gotta say, like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate everything Disney has done and I appreciate like the the leverage they've given Marvel and like the strength they've given some of these stories and like. New Mutants movie is going to exist because Disney bought it and was like, well, we're not going to lose much money on it. And like, yeah, it's a win win. Yeah. Them. So like, I appreciate the things Disney has done, but the fact that Disney owns like everything, all of us, <laughs> anytime somebody can just mildly stick it to the mouse. Some part of me is really happy about yeah. it. <laughs> and I don't think originally. Yeah. And originally I was like, that was part of my joy about this was I was like, Haha, <laughs> take that Disney. Um, cause whatever. I I will pay for a Disney Plus subscription and watch every Marvel movie and like imbibe all your Star Wars stuff, but it's still fun when someone sticks it to the man. Yeah. Even if I pay the man to entertain <laughs> Even me. Even if we are completely um, complicit yeah, in the man. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like, woo, get it. Uh but yeah, and but 
honestly, I don't know if Disney even really cares. Well, and that's admittedly why I asked if there was a lot of boob, because my thought is like, if it's like really unsavory, I feel like Disney would be pissed. Well, Disney just has the license to print Conan stuff. I don't believe they actively own Conan the Conan company. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? All right. I think they just got the license to print the comics back. Yeah. Uh, They've just put so much into the comics lately. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like Marvel or uh, Lucasfilm or anything like that. Like, I don't think Disney ever bought Conan. Conan. Okay. Um, I think they just got the licensing back. They just offered more money than Dark Horse for the license, effectively. And the <laughs> Big Conan, surprise. And the Conan company was like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, I, I, you know, I honestly don't think Disney cares. And I think that helps yeah. a blaze. Because I feel like a big, big company would find some way... To not shut it down, but make it so delay you or, yeah, make it difficult to get it on the shelves that eventually you just give up. Yeah, because that's what those companies do. Like if they can't if they get told, hey, you can't outright tell these people they can't do this. You just wrap them up in litigation. Yeah, You wrap them up in red tape and litigation forever. And then eventually they're like, oh, man, we're taking like a big hit with lawyers. Yeah, let's just nick this and get out of here. So, um. I just thought it was cool. And if you're into Conan stuff, if you're into barbarian stuff and you're into a dude who literally is the type of person that like is running away because he murdered a judge. It opens with him running away because he murdered a judge. Then he jumps into the water at the expense of his horse, who he doesn't who he stole. So he doesn't give a shit. Um, (laughs) And then he climbs on this boat and this guy's like, hey, dog, uh, what are you doing on here? And they kind of like work out an agreement where. You know, they'll give him passage with their traders and you can come with. Um, but, you know, if shit goes down, please help us fight. And it's like, OK, cool. And then they get attacked by pirates and the pirate queen is hot. So he's like, hey, I'm going to be with the pirate queen now and just lets his like people that helped him get slaughtered. So that's the type of character that Conan oh, no. is. <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, So anyway, um, but yeah, it, you know, felt Conan-y. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, next on my list is one that has been honestly pretty hyped for me for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, It is Mercy number one by Mirka and Dolfo. Yep. Um, Here's what I like about everything that comes from Mirka and Dolfo. Uh She is the HBO of comics. (laughs) Okay. You go into these books knowing that there's going to be interesting, probably over-dramatized plot. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, random instances of gore. Also, really random instances of sex. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Like... If I if if HBO is like, hey, there's going to be a new, you know, show like Watchmen, you go and you start watching Watchmen and you're like, oh, wow, this is really cool. The plot's really good. And they're having sex in the closet. (laughs) You're like, that's not important to the plot. That's not necessary. But HBO is like, hey, but we're allowed to show sex fun to watch. Right. Right. We're allowed to show sex and that makes people happy. So we're going to do that. It doesn't matter whether it fits in the plot or the scene or the scenario 
at all. It doesn't or matter. Or alternatively, you have a show about Westworld and it's just like sex droids. You want yeah, some sex droids? Exactly. Sex droids. Merkin and Dolpha books. And it's less like a random instance of sex and more like, guys, can we get back to the plot, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not me saying that to them. That's like the, the characters that aren't having sex with the robots are like, guys, can please. We, can we We've move got a narrative forward? to do. Yeah, come on. And meanwhile, I'm just like, give me more popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Merkin and Dolpha books are like that. Like, I'm reading this, and uh, it, the art is great because she makes beautiful art, mm -hmm. and the plot is good, and the content is good, and I'm reading it, and I'm reading it, I'm reading it, and graphic sex scene. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is a Merca book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I forgot. Like, I got, like, yeah. into the pages, and I'm, like, reading it. I'm like, this is pretty, and this is good. And then I was like, oh, 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 yep, nope. Yep, Merca made this. There oh, it is. There it is. America made this book. And it's not even like super important to the plot. It's just like two dudes doing it with a hooker and then really graphically. It's important to the plot. It's, I mean, it's important. It sets up stuff about that one yes, character. Yes, it does set stuff up. But it was, it didn't need to be quite so visual. I didn't, I didn't think that. I thought it was it pretty. Was that visual. I guess I thought it like really kind of stood. I don't know. It. It took me by surprise, admittedly. Yeah. I was not prepared for it. The rest of the book had not prepared me for that moment. And so I do feel like I need to warn you guys because this is a really hyped book. But uh, it is not. It is HBO level. It is it not is, yeah, like it is TNT certainly, level. It is okay? certainly an adult book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There is. There it is. Yes. Rated M for mature. Yes. That's why I feel like, you know, if you specify it like this is an HBO show, not a show on like TNT. Like. There's a different level of what's allowed. Mm -hmm. This is this is FX. Yeah. You know, like there's a difference. So I just felt like I should articulate that. But this book is great. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see where this book goes. I'm I think really it's, digging it. It's got a lot of weird kind of interesting questions that I'm left with. You know what I mean? Like it was a, it was a good number one. Um, yeah. Last two pages blew yeah. me out of left field yeah, I, yeah. I i had i found myself like literally going backwards being like wait i don't wait and, and then like, you like stare at it like i don't what know, in the in the setup for this i thought it was just going to be kind of a straightforward like old-timey american town is set upon by monsters um to some degree but it's looking like not only is there some sort of more like there is monsters, but they're possibly more intelligent than I originally thought. Yeah. Um, but also there's this like. Badass, like town matriarch, town businesswoman right. person, like aristocratic, like Cersei Lannister type character. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, I think like cool. having that there as well is going to be an interesting balance as this like monster tries to act in the city and has to come to head with this like generally just like i'm fine with having people murdered kind of chick you know what I mean? this book also because of how beautiful it is and the way the art is and the setting it gives me total lady mechanica vibes a little bit yeah and i love lady mechanica books <laughs> <laughs> they, it's it's always so exciting to me because i think we actually just wrapped up the most recent Laney Mechanica run. And it always gets me really excited when like two months later, it'll be like, guess, guess what just came in? Yeah. They're starting another There's one. More and I'm like, Lady Yay, Mechanica. Another one. 
and yeah. I just get really excited. So this is really cool. I like that it it has sort of that vibe to it, and I I just I love beautiful books, man. Yeah. I love a book that's pretty to look at. It is very pretty. It is. Yeah, it's it's well done. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this one goes. Um, it's got a feels like it's going to have a little bit of a like Lovecraftian weird fiction type of draw to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we haven't really seen much in the ways of what the monsters actually are. And I kind of dig that. Yeah. Like little hints, little kind of like eldritch hints in the distance. Right. Of like what could these things be? And it plays a lot on like reader understanding of silhouettes and like reader imagination to kind of establish what these creatures are. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm excited to see the reveal of that. And I'm almost excited to like, I hope it, I don't know if it's going in this direction, but I kind of hope that like certain monsters we've seen versus other monsters we've seen are actually two separate entities. And so there's actually like three things going on in this town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like stories like that where it's like, Again, I'll just because it's fresh on my brain, Westworld's kind of like that, where there's like there's three acting or like multiple acting like storylines going on at there's the same time. There's lots of plots that sort of, of interweave. A lot of people and like parties with like their own goals right. that are kind of like sometimes going parallel, sometimes going perpendicular, sometimes coming directly to a head and just kind of like doing their own thing. And it's right. happening and everything's happening in this one space. So you see how this space is torn apart by all these things with different kind of goals. Right. And I think if, like I said, if it's like these monsters have their goals, these monsters have their goals, this lady has their goal. You know what I mean? Like, right. Then it would be kind of that feeling where this town's just kind of like torn asunder as all these people kind of move their pieces on the board. Yeah. Um, that'd be really cool. It I is like really that. cool. So I'm here for it. Well done, Mirka. It's good. Yep. We dig it. Yeah. Mercy's great. It's got one of the best art germ covers I've ever seen. Oh my um, God. It's stunning. The art germ cover is amazing. If you're lucky enough to figure out a way to get your hand on the Jim Bartell cover too, which I believe it is an exclusive also one of the best covers I think I've seen in a long time. This character <laughs> like, allots itself to some beautiful work. Yeah, the, the covers, covers are amazing, both exclusive and normal. Um, and I'm just, I'm really stoked to see this book continue. Same. So. All right, that's going to do it for us, guys. Yeah, we're going to, I read a, like a million yeah, books this week. Yeah, we have a ton, week. so we're going to have a... a <laughs> honorable we, mentions. Honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, I have to up. get through that, but there's like... I don't know, eight books that I, <laughs> additional books that I read this week. Mm -hmm. So many books, you guys. There was like a billion number ones. It was very overwhelming. Yep. We'll ramble off so you guys don't have to wait for us to do honorable mentions. Just to ramble off some other suggestions real quick. Uh, Join the Future, number one from Aftershock. Really cool. Strange Academy, number one from Marvel. Uh, Superman Villains, number one. Uh, King of Nowhere, number one. That's from Boom. Dryad, number one, uh, that's from Oni. Uh, Marvel has a book called Marvel, number one. It's set in the whole, like, Marvel's style. Uh, Rescue 2020, number one. So Pepper Potts in armor doing cool stuff. Also from Marvel. Um, and then Man Eaters Special Delivery. It's a cool little follow-up to the Man Eaters run. It's less of a comic and more of a, like, art piece book. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's really neat, and if you 
it's got some really funny little little stuff in it, so it's yep. worth looking at. So those are our quick wrap-up. Keep an eye out for the honorable mentions where we give you a little bit more details on those. We just ran out of time here, so we're not able to talk about any of them. Uh, if you want more Cover B, you can find us online at CoverBPodcast.com. Uh, where else can they find us? They can also find us on social media, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter at CoverBPodcast. You can also follow Chris and myself on Instagram and... Those are available on our website. So see so many reasons to go yeah, to the hey. website and to check out our past episodes. Um, we're also going to have another episode coming out this Wednesday, one of our special um, powered gaming episodes. Mm-hmm. So definitely come back and check that out. If you didn't get a chance to check out our key issues from this past Wednesday, uh, please go back and check it out because I'm really happy with it. Um, and I think it's a really important topic. Yeah, uh, it definitely it is. Pertains to rumors and spreading rumors around stuff. Um, particularly with some big events that happened. Uh, I do like to give you guys a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. So before we close, I just want to apologize if the audio is a little weird on this. We're trying to tweak some audio settings um, to maybe fix some audio problems we've had. So uh, if it doesn't pan out, I just apologize if there's a lot of like background noise or anything, <laughs> anything like that. We're working on it. We're, yeah. we're doing our best to improve to our setup so that yeah. our audio experience is the best that it can possibly be for you guys. By the time we get to episode 100, we're going to have a perfect audio. It's going to be flawless. And then you guys can tell all of your friends because we know right now you've just been like quietly hiding in the bathroom at work, listening to our podcast and being like, I don't want to tell anyone that I do this. It's fine. It's yeah. okay. We can be your dirty little secret. We'll, I'm good with that. We'll be your poo-poo buddies. But by episode 100, we're going to be bomb diggity, and then <laughs> you're going to need to tell everybody. Anyway, that's going to do it. Like I said, uh, check us out online. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and we will check you out back here for another episode of Cover of B. Of Cover B. Ha, I cut you off. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs>